Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Yeah, it was all over the place over the weekend that J-Lo and A-Rod had broken up. Not true yet, anyway. They did release a statement saying that they're, quote, working through some things, so it might just be a matter of time, but a source says they've hit a rough patch. Hmm. But, you know, immediately you think, oh, that A-Rod, you just know he's messing around with somebody, right? I never, I always think it's her. Not, you think it's her? Yes, <laughs> I do. I just think there's a lot there with her. Hmm. Well, there is no third party involved that we know of at this point. Not even Madison LaCroix from the Bravo reality show Southern Charm. Oh, no. Rumors last month that A-Rod was hitting that, but a source yeah. says these rumors have nothing to do with his issues with J-Lo. Oh. They've been together about four years now, got engaged in the Bahamas, March 2019. J-Lo responded to rumors yesterday with a video montage set to Pretty Bee Freestyle by Saweetie. Hmm. So TMZ caught up with Alex, and he told him he's not single. He's oh, yeah. not single. I'm, I think this is just like a preemptive, like, strike that they're going to come out. Yeah. Well, because I also, like... I, I was reading a lot about this over the weekend because I was like, oh, my gosh, I finally thought that these two were going to be together that with maybe people. Maybe she found her forever. Yeah, and him, too. And evidently, they were saying that it was the majority of their issues is because they've been sent, spending so much time together that when the quarantine happened, that they were all just kind of held up at their giant estate down in Miami but it was like him, her, her kids, his kids. And it was like they were all together like all the time. Hmm. And I think that might be hard for some people. All right. Well, in other e-news this morning, the talk on CBS will not be live today or tomorrow. The show is taking a brief hiatus because CBS is reviewing last week's heated argument between Cheryl Underwood and Sharon Osbourne. I guess during Wednesday's show, I missed it. I didn't get to see it, but I guess they got into a big heated argument over Pierce Morgan Mm -hmm. and his history of hating on Meghan Markle, which was a big story last week. Because he stormed out on his show, quit his show. Right. Staunchly defending the royal family and Mm -hmm. the queen Mm -hmm. and just seemed to have it out for Meghan Markle. And it blew up last week on his show, Good Morning Britain, last week where he stormed off. Pierce also happens to be a friend of Sharon Osbourne, so of course she defended him. Cheryl suggested that Sharon was covering for Pierce's racism. Sharon demanded that Cheryl produce examples of Pierce being racist. Mm. But Sharon later apologized for that, saying, quote, I panicked, felt blindsided, got defensive, and allowed my fear and horror of being accused of being racist take over. Since then, former talk co-host Holly Robinson-Pete said that Sharon basically got her fired from that show because she was too ghetto. What? 
Sharon denies that, though. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Do we have we have some of the audio from that fight? Yeah. yeah. Let me pull it up for you so you can hear it for yourself. And uh... <laughs> I did watch it. They are having a conversation. They're not, like, screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. They are hearing each other. Um, but they, they... it wasn't a fight like you usually see on the other one. It was not anything like you'd see on The View. No. <laughs> oh, The View, yeah. But it was, you know, it was you know, a an intense heated. topic. Yeah. Sure. They were both kind of passionate about what they were saying and wanted to make sure each one of them understood. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it feels like to me on The View, you know, these heated arguments and, and shouting matches sometimes are kind of commonplace on that show. But, That's kind uh, of the MO for them. Right. But this is how it went down on The Talk. So I really would like to know, because I've been knowing you for years since I've been here, and I've never seen anything come out of you other than if I don't know, I'm willing to learn. If it comes off a certain way, I stand corrected. Right. That's the only thing I've seen. So what would you say to people who may feel that you, while you're standing by your friend, it appears that you give validation or safe haven to something that he has uttered that is racist. Even even if you don't agree, am I am I what saying it right? He, okay, what am I did saying? he? I don't know what he's uttered that's racist. I'm not I'm not trying to slide out of this one. Right. I don't know. T- Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Tell me, what has he uttered that's racist? I, um, I, I feel even mm-hmm. like uh, I'm about to be put in the electric chair because I have a friend who many people think is a racist, so that makes me a racist. And for me, at 68 years of age, to have to turn around and say, I ain't racist. What's it got to do with me? I'm okay. How can I be racist about anybody? How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Well, 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 I well what? We'll, we'll be right well, back. What? We have more topics, so don't go away. And I think we don't should go. stop this. Whoa. And then this is after the break. This is after the break? If you want to. All right. Yes. Is this on the air or is mm-hmm. this off air? This is on the air. Okay. I will ask you again, Cheryl. Yes. I've been asking you during the break. Right. I'm asking you again. And don't try and cry, because if anyone should be crying, it should be me. This is the situation. Yes. You tell me where you have heard him say, educate me, tell me when you have heard him say racist things. Ed- educate me, tell me. It, it is not the exact words of racism. It's the implication and the reaction to it. To not want to address that because she is a black woman and to try to dismiss it or to make it seem less than what it is, that's what makes it racist. But but right now, 
I'm talking to a woman who I believe is my friend. And I don't want anybody here to, to l- watch this and say that we're attacking you for being racist. And, oh. and, and, that, and, and for that, if I articulated anything... I think it's anything, too late. I think that okay, seed's already sown. But that is why I'm saying for <laughs> me, for me, I thought I was asking a question about uh, the perception for other people. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't like someone, and I think this is for everybody who is of born white, if he doesn't, Piers doesn't like someone and they happen to be black, mm-hmm. does that make him a racist? No. No. That's a no. No. Right. So why can't it be he just doesn't like her? Why does it have to be racist? All right. That was a fun day at work for them, wasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can well, you imagine that? Boy, that's intense. Going back in the next day and be like, hey, girl. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad All that right. you made some sort of resolution, though, and are going to take a couple days for breathing. We'll take a breather. Yeah. Probably talking it out. Spend some time thinking about it. Yeah. Revisit. Yeah. Okay. God, it would be nice, though, to be able to have calm, rational conversations about these kinds of things, wouldn't it? Yeah, that was much calmer than I uh, than I imagined based on what I had read about it. But you can still feel it. Oh, sure. yeah. It's, I mean, even just the audio, you can feel Sharon's... Defensiveness. Uh, yeah, and I mean, that's just coming from fear because that's the last thing anybody wants to be called. If you get called racist in these days, you're done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, just, you're canceled. Done. Wow. So, yeah. And her poor friend (laughs) who just thought she was asking a question, you know. Oh, I feel for both of them. Mm. Chris Harrison said he is planning to return to the Bachelor franchise, but his timeout isn't over yet. ABC says that the upcoming season of The Bachelorette will be hosted by rotating former stars, including Taysha Adams and Caitlin Bristow. Taisha was on the most recent season, and Caitlin was on the show back in 2015. I'm trying to remember Caitlin. Uh, she's Did got I like brown hair. Did I like her? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. She's. Uh, I'll show you a picture of her if I'll recognize her or not. For now, it's a temporary move. There is no final decision on Chris's future. It has not been decided. ABC said, "Quote: We support Chris in the work that he is committed to doing." That's all they have to say about that. All right. And with that, <clears throat> we're going to take a break here and check the roads. We got Tori Cannon. There is more e news to come, including some of the highlights from last night's Grammys. But first, let's check those roads. Here's Tori and now with your latest Q102 traffic. Drew Brees ended the speculation about his future yesterday, and uh, he actually went ahead and officially announced his retirement after 20 seasons in the NFL. Wow. What a career. I know. We all kind of saw this coming, though. Did, didn't you feel like you knew it was on kinda the way? Kind of knew it when he walked off idea. the field yeah. his last game. Yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty incredible story. He's 42 years old. He played his first five seasons with the San Diego Chargers before moving on to the New Orleans Saints. But there was a point uh, right around then where they th- kind of thought his career was over, didn't they? Because of a shoulder injury he that had they weren't multi- sure he was going to yeah. come back from. Lots yeah. of different injuries. And... uh and then, you know, the rest is history. Uh, Drew's kids, I guess, were actually the ones who made it official 
uh, by making the announcement. Let's see, I happen to have audio with that. Here. After 15 years in the Saints and 20 years in the NFL, our dad is finally going to retire. <laughs> so we can spend more time with us. Yay! The four of them announcing that he's retiring to spend more time with them. And in the caption. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, just kidding. I'm going back a, to work. Yeah, let him full-time dad. Daddy's going to work for CBS Sports now. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be one of those. He would be a really good, like, analyst, though, or one of the people yeah. that calls the game like Tony Romo he's does He's got now. a little bit of personality. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. yeah. In the caption, Drew added, it's time I retire. I poured my heart and soul into being your quarterback till the very end I exhausted myself to give everything I had to the Saints organization, my team, and the great city of New Orleans. We shared some amazing moments together, many of which are emblazoned in our hearts and minds and will forever be a part of us. You have molded me, strengthened me, inspired me, and given me a lifetime of memories. By the way, Drew is currently the NFL's all-time leader in career passing yards, 80,358, and he ranks second in touchdown passes and completion percentage. He will also be remembered for helping to revive the Saints in the city of New Orleans in the wake of Hurricane yeah. Katrina. And in his farewell, he made it clear that he was not retiring from the city. Drew only made it to one Super Bowl when the Saints played the Colts back in February of 2010. But the Saints won 31-17, to and Drew was the MVP. Uh, his final opponent, a 43-year-old quarterback, has just extended I his deal. I saw that. Did you guys see that, Tom it's Brady? so great. Yeah, Tom Brady agreed to an extension with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which would allow him to play through his 45th birthday. That's so crazy. Uh, Brady was already it. signed for one more season. Yeah. This new extension adds an additional year and spreads the impact of his deal over multiple years, which will give the team a little more financial flexibility. I love it. So that's amazing. Good. Yeah. I feel that way too. Even though I feel like I'm just like, what can he not do, Tom Brady? If he wins two more Super Bowls, that oh, will forget be forget it. Forget off, it. Just incredible. Yeah. So the Grammys went down last night. Uh, it uh, ran three hours and forty five minutes. Wow. Started with Megan the Stallion doing a solo performance of Body and Savage. Then she left the stage, and Cardi B entered for a live performance of Up. Then she launched into WAP. How do you do WAP well, on like, network television? Like this. Is that the first cut? Yeah. All right. Like this. Yeah. yeah. Why even bother? That's what I said earlier <laughs> before you even got bother? here. I said it I sounded like the whole just thing was it. just skipping. Like, just uh, skip it. Uh, hmm. uh, but she is getting in a little bit of trouble because... She had like a stripper pole out there and the dancing was over the top and half of her booty was hanging out. And yeah. People are just like, how are we getting rid of Dr. Seuss but allowing this <laughs> And Pepe Le of- Pew. Yeah. But this is the number one record. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, definitely on interesting performance. It is. It is. There's a lot of, lot of grinding and... Uh, yeah, because Megan reappeared when her part came up and she and Cardi got into a giant bed and rolled around together. And then behind them, two giant pillows on the bell- bed had a gap between them. Uh, made it look like something else. Yeah. What, Jen? <laughs> it was hot. Really uh, steamy for some people. Uh, 
and then it ended with host Trevor Noah hopping up on the bed and joking about being in bed with Cardi B. He said, we have to cool down. We're going to go for a quick break and let the stage dry off. It was really interesting the way that they did the Grammys, though, because that was like one of the performances that was actually like, it seemed like it was inside the Staples Center on the the stage Mm -hmm. because they did the whole thing kind of outside of the Staples Center, they had a tent set up and they had tables and the tables only sat two people. So like Jay-Z and Beyonce would be, be here wearing a mask the whole time and then six feet apart from them would be like Taylor Swift and her one person, Joe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then next to that. So it was a very intimate crowd of people that were even there. I mean, I, maybe 50, if small. even, it very was, yeah. small. Yeah. And so Trevor Noah, who did the hosting, he would be up like on the stage doing the announcements or saying, you know, whatever it was. And that's also where the people were providing the awards. So it seemed like the people that were there, I don't know if they knew that they won, but it was like if they were nominated and they were sitting there, they were going up on stage, right. essentially. It, it was a little weird, like, here in Ohio, when we go to a restaurant, you have to wear your mask when you're walking around and when you're not at your table. And then you get to your table and you can take your mask off. Yeah. At the awards, everyone yes. had their masks on <laughs> at their table, 10 feet away from each other, sitting two by two. Then when they would win the award, they would take their mask off and walk around yeah. everywhere and go yeah, up right. and hug everybody. And, I'm and like, it was what is all, going on? I thought the same thing, Tim, because the presenters were up there without their mask on. So it would be like, you know, Jeff and Jen are presenting an award to Tim. Jeff and Jen are not wearing a mask. When Tim is the winner, he takes his off. He goes up. He thanks Jeff and Jen. Hugging you guys. Hugging them. And then walks oh, over. Well, thank Isn't you. Isn't that interesting? It was so interesting. Like, I'm like, oh, what is going and that's on? That's when I shut it off. an honor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Because, like, Babyface gave Beyonce an award. Because she is, like, now the... So she's won so many Grammys. She's like this big icon. Right. She goes right up and gives them both the hug. Well, you see, that's <laughs> what I loved at the inauguration after Garth Brooks sang. And he was hugging and kissing every former president and first lady on the planet. <laughs> Well, yeah. the show is heavy on performers. Uh, Billie Eilish, of course, Post Malone, BTS, Taylor Swift, Haim, Lil Baby, Da Baby, Harry Styles, Dua Lipa. It went on and on and on. Uh, even in the uh, the in memoriam segment, included multiple live performances from Bruno Mars and Anderson uh, Pac did that tribute to Little Richard. Lionel Richie paid tribute to Kenny Rogers and Brandy Carlisle sang John Prine's "I Remember Everything." Uh, last night may be remembered as the beginning of Blue Ivy's uh, rise to global dominance. At nine years old, she won her first Grammy. She and her mom won Best Music Video for Brown Skin Girl. Uh, speaking of Blue Ivy's mom, Beyonce won four, giving her 28 Lifetime Grammys, which is the most for a female artist in history. And it was also the most for a performing artist. Good night for the ladies who won the top four awards. Taylor Swift got Album of the Year. And guess who won record of the year? And the Grammy goes to Billy Eilish. Well done, Billy. Peace and love. All right. Let's see what she has this to say. This is really embarrassing for me. Megan, girl. I was going to write a speech about how you deserve this. But then I was like, there's no way they're going to choose me. <laughs> I was like, it's hers. Yeah, Billie Eilish, uh, very adamant that Megan should have won Record of the Year instead of her. But uh, Megan Thee Stallion did win Best New Artist, becoming the first female rapper to do that since Lauryn Hill in 1999. Dua Lipa getting Best Pop Vocal Album. 
And uh, there you have it, guys. One last quick note. A guy who won an award before the televised portion of the ceremony meant to thank two men named Rob Epstein and Jeffrey Friedman. Oh, but, oh no. <laughs> but he mixed up their names <laughs> and accidentally thanked Rob Friedman and Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Mm. Betty wishes he had that one back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, too, there's a big meme going around about Billie Eilish. She was watching Harry Styles perform, and she was just loving it. So there's, like, this meme of her watching him that everyone is, like, talking about today. She's She's got love in her eyes. They were like, Mm -hmm. Billie Eilish is all of us watching Harry Styles perform. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.